Roofing.net. From the Jethro's Barbecue Studios, ask for the pork fanatic. Shaved smoked pork loin tossed in Jethro's original barbecue sauce. Topped with American cheese, fried pickles, and crispy onion strings. For 75 years, NCMIC has been doing the right thing for its customers, employees, and the community. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Second hour of the program, Trent Condon, Ken Miller, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO, taking up until noon. Bottom of the hour, we will put a bow on college basketball season uh, before he gets too far in the rearview mirror with Rob Doster, field of 68. Uh, but let's head to the Twin Cities, shall we? There's currently a major buzz uh, headed with the uh, three teams. Of course, the Vikings are in the offseason right now, but they got the draft two weeks from tonight and do have the number 12 pick overall. Dane Mozatani joins us. St. Paul Pioneer Press on the Wild Beat does the Vikings. The Wolves are uh, headed to the actual playoffs in the Twins. Although it wasn't a good day yesterday. One no. hit for the Major League team, and I saw their AAA team was no hit yesterday. Oh, I did see that. Yeah, not good. Hey, Dane, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. Yeah, how you doing, guys? Good to talk to you, as always. Let's start with uh, those Minnesota Wild, shall we? Uh, and uh, because this is a, I loved, I think we had you on after the deadline. Maybe it was O'Donnell. I think it was you, Dane. But uh, just talked about the additions that they made there. They they did really well, I thought. And, and especially when you, you know, tried to build your playoff team. They got a goalie who's been there and he's done that. They got tougher. They allowed Kaprizov to uh, sleep a little bit better at night, knowing that he's got some protection when he takes the ice. Uh, during the playoffs. Uh, this is a team I think can go a long way. Am I crazy to think that this team could come out of the West, even as tough as Colorado is? Uh, no, not crazy. I think that they have a, a, a fighter's chance against Colorado. And if they get through Colorado in the second round, then bang, I think you're the favorites. But you mentioned the, the, the moves that they've made, and that's why I think fans and, and anyone who follows this team should feel good about the Wild moving forward. It starts with Marc-Andre Fleury. I know the cliche is, you know, in the playoffs, a hot goaltender can carry you to a title. And that's true. And that's something Marc-Andre Fleury's done. He's been there, done that. He's won three Stanley Cups in his career. That's why Bill Guerin went out and got him, because he trusts a guy like that. Um, no disrespect to Cam Talbot. They've both been very good. Chances are if the Wilds want to run, they're going to need both. But Bill Guerin trusts Marc-Andre Fleury, and that's why he felt comfortable trading a draft pick. He'll get him. But, as you mentioned, I think, you know, it's flow under the radar a little bit that the trade deadline because the Marc-Andre Fleury deal got so much attention. They added a guy like Jake Middleton, who stabilized that blue line, playing alongside Jared Spurgeon. He's a 6'4", 220. You know, they added a guy like Nick Deloria, 6'4", 215. Like, these are big, beefy guys that play the way that you're going to need to play in the playoffs, that bring a little bit of protection to your star players. But are capable of playing that grinded-out game and, and making you even harder to play against. So there's obviously the blockbuster of Flurry, but I think the addition of some of these bigger guys uh, could go a long way in the playoffs. Kirill Kaprizov, he has become a star in his second year, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. You had an article uh, today talking a little bit about kind of where he ranks in, in terms of the all-time greats. My question is, second year, though, he is a deeper veteran than most second-year players. 
is he the kind of guy that can put his team on his back in the playoffs? We've seen that from offensive stars in the past that just get hot at the right time and can carry a team offensively. Is Kaprizov there yet in his career? Yeah, I think he is, and I think you make a good point. Um, he's not a 20-year-old kid. He's not some kid who's coming in and you know, kind of outperforming his expectations. He's played at the highest level you know, outside of the NHL, in the KHL. He's 24. Like, it's not a, an old man by any means, right. but he's seasoned. He, he has that experience. He knows what it takes to win at a high level. He's done that in the KHL. And you're seeing it kind of game in, game out now. I, I know people were a little worried about Kirill Kaprizov's first 10 games of the season. I think he had like one or two goals, and people are worried, did we overpay him? Like, <laughs> no, the Wild did not overpay him. Not at all. Um, he's going to reach 100 points at, at some point in his career, uh, probably this year. Uh-huh. Um, I think he's seven off the pace with 10 to go. Um, he's spectacular. And and the, the thing about him, I, I wrote about this a little yesterday. Yes, he puts up the numbers, puts up the goals, the assists, the points, whatever. Um, not afraid to, to go into the dirty areas to, to get points as well. But he always steps up when the team needs him. And, it, you know, you look at the other day, the, the Wilder trailing 3-0 to the Los Angeles Kings. Who scores the goal that gets the the comeback rolling, Kirill Kaprizov. Mm-hmm. That's something he does. He has that in his DNA, and he's proven it so much in the regular season. Uh, there's no reason to think he can't do it in the playoffs as well. Yeah, scored six straight to come back, just <laughs> roaring back. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, so so um, one more on the Wild, and then we're going to move to the other teams because uh, there is a buzz of Believe it or not, on Minneapolis or Minnesota sports teams. From the East, Dane, the teams that you've seen, um, T- Toronto's got Austin Matthews, who, in my opinion, is the greatest American-born uh, hockey player of all time. If he's, you know, if he's still in that argument right now, he won't be very long. He is, in my mind, without a doubt, the greatest ever. Mm-hmm. Um, they're good. The two teams from Florida, both the Panthers and the Lightning, the two-time champs, they're good. Carolina, I think, has got a chance. East is a juggernaut. Is uh, whoever comes out of the West um, up against it when they face the team from the East? Is the Eastern Conference better than the West in your mind? I think top to bottom, yes. Um, but then I look at the Wild and their record against the East, and it's phenomenal this year. The Wild have dominated, especially the Metropolitan Division. The Wild have I think there's something crazy, like 10-2-1 or wow. something. Um, but I, you're right, top to bottom, just looking at the standings right now, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to have to play the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. Like, that? that's crazy. These, there's going to be three teams in the Atlantic over 100 points, potentially three teams in the Metropolitan over 100 points, um, and then maybe you know the the best team in the in the league in Florida with uh, the Panthers with you know out of the East. So yes, top to bottom, I think the East is better than the West. But at the end of the day, um, I think you kind of throw out it. This sounds so cliche, but you throw out all the your regular season record in in the playoffs. And a team like Colorado, I I still think top to bottom is the best team in the league. So uh, yeah, probably deeper in the East, but. I think my Stanley Cup winner's coming out of the West. Mm. Out of the West. Would like that. And certainly like it even better if it's that team that resides up in St. Paul. Dave uh, one of us has a 22 to 1. Oh, no, both of us. Oh, I, you jumped on yes, too. Yes, yes, I listen to you sometimes. Hey, you sometimes. Just along those lines, are you getting, is Minnesota getting close to sports betting? Uh, I sure hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I hear it is. Uh, there's no reason not to. I, yeah, I hear sometimes it's, you know, it always seems to catch a you know a snag here and there when it just seems like it's just about ready to go. But 
Yeah, I, I mean, people in the Twin Cities, I know a bunch that that drive down willingly to Diamond Joe's across the border. <laughs> yep. So it'd be nicer if it was just in, right in our backyard or right on our phone. Yeah, we appreciate their business yes. and their tax dollars. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Keep bringing it to us. We'll, we love it down here. Dane Vizzatani joining us from the St. Paul Pioneer Press. Dane, uh, one of your former jobs before you got on the Wild Beat was with the Minnesota Timberwolves and the T-Wolves back into the playoffs officially just a second time in the last 19 years. Incredible to think about, but they're there. The celebration, uh, the NBA on TNT crew, they had fun with it, but it was exciting. It was fun, and for a fan base that has watched a lot of bad basketball, it was something I thought they needed to. What was your takeaway from Tuesday night? I loved it, and I, I, I thought uh, I was talking to one of my buddies who he grew up here, um, born here, raised here. You know, Minnesota has been such a desolate NBA franchise for the last forever, basically, aside from the, the couple of years with KG. It was nice to see Minnesota at the epicenter of the NBA universe for that night. And regardless of who cared, you know, some people thought they celebrated too much. A lot of people came to the defense of the people, you know, saying don't celebrate. The polarizing nature of that conversation and that dialogue, the Timberwolves were at the center of it. A team that's long been forgotten in the NBA. It was really, really cool to see everyone talking about the Wolves yesterday, today, Um, you know, obviously Tuesday night. Um, but the whole thing was, was, was super exciting, I think, for just the state and, you know, obviously the team feels a little different than, than when the Timberwolves made the playoffs with Jimmy Butler. I know they did technically make it in, in 2018, but that team was already in disarray. People were fighting. It didn't seem like they had a lot of joy. And then they were going to go play Houston and they lost in five. Um, this feels different. This feels like the start of something pretty special and, Look, I, I know Memphis is the two-seed. I know they're good. I know they have John Morant, who will be the best player in that series. But it's hard to rule out the Wolves. They, mm-hmm. They're going to probably have the next three best players in that series with Carl Anthony Towns, Anthony Edwards, and Russell. Mm-hmm. So it, it's going to be a, a – that's the – not just because I'm here in Minnesota, but you know, nationally I think that's going to be something, a series, where a lot of people start to tune into. It's two, two young teams, two fun teams, two teams that are ready to take that jump. Um, only one's going to get to do it this season, but it's not the last you've heard of the Grizzlies or the Timberwolves for a long time. You're 100% right, and this blew me away. I did not realize this, that the game on Tuesday night was the first time that the the, the nation had seen the Timberwolves play. No national televised games until then, and you're right. Those young superstars, that's Anthony Edwards. Is, well, you know what he's like off the floor because he's, he's great <laughs> entertainment to listen to, but on the floor, and Cat, he did not play well on Tuesday night. You can, you can probably draw a line through that one because he's got way more game. Uh, D'Lo's unbelievable. Good to see these two young teams getting the spotlight they deserve. Let's move to the Twins because they were in the spotlight yesterday, but because of Clayton Kershaw getting pulled, which I, I still think was the right uh, right move. But I want to talk about Chris Archer. Uh, and, and at the back of that uh, rotation, they when did they pitch, Trent? Tuesday or what was four innings? Yeah. Right, Dodgers uh, on Tuesday night. Pitched four <laughs> innings. He was really good. I came bouncing off the mound after his four innings was up because he didn't have many spring training innings either. Um, what, what's the ceiling for this team? It looks as though it's the White Sox division, but what's the ceiling for this Twins team this year? I think the ceiling's the playoffs. I mean, I think that I think people fans can realistically hope for the playoffs this year, and it's going to kind of have to come through a wild card berth because, like you said. It's the White Sox division, in my opinion. But the ceiling all hinges on the pitching staff. 
um, the lineup is going to be able to hit. I know they didn't hit yesterday. I know, I know Clayton Kershaw, you know, confused the heck out of them for two hours or 80 pitches or whatever he was only allowed to throw. But the lineup can hit. The lineup can rake. I, I know that's what Byron Buxton said. It's going to come down to the pitching staff. Sonny Gray, Dylan Bundy, a, a lot of these guys, you know, Chris Archer, like you mentioned, guys who have performed in the past, but some might think are past their prime. Some might think are, you know, holding on. There's names, they're recognizable names in that pitching staff, but it's going to come down to if they can perform because, uh, you know, regardless of how well the Twins can hit, they're not just going to be able to win games 10-9 every, every night. Um, it's, going to, it's going to come down to can they pitch. Um, and I think if the Twins perform into the summer, into June, into July, then maybe you see Falvey and Levine make a move to get another arm in. But for now, this is the pitching staff. There's been some things that feel good about it so, so far. I think you mentioned Chris Archer, obviously a bright spot. I know it was only four innings, but he's been a bright spot. Chris Paddock didn't look very good yesterday. Um, so it's you know it's it's a push pull, but there's a lot of unprovenness in this pitching staff and a lot of question marks going forward. And I think that's going to be kind of the X factor this season. Last couple of years, when healthy Byron Buxton has played in an MVP level, he's doing it again. You can't put him in a bubble or a bubble wrap. He's out there playing the game. But what has been the conversation? What else can you do to try to keep him healthy? There's been so many injuries, but so many of them have felt fluky on top of it. Is it just, hey, maybe the sum finally comes up and, and it's going to roll out and it's going to come up craps finally for Byron Buxton and come his way for once? Because when he's healthy, we know what kind of talent he is. Yeah, I think you're right, Trent. Like I, I think it's kind of unfair that he's gotten this reputation of being this injury-prone man who's made of glass because some of these injuries are just so fluky, mm-hmm. like getting hit on the hand. Yep. Like he can't control that, and he breaks his hand when it happens. Like, Yes, is there something Byron Buxton can do to stay a little bit more healthy? Yeah, he cannot run 100 miles an hour into the wall every <laughs> single time. You know, it's okay. We'll take the double, Byron. You know, we want you on the field. So, But part of that you know, mentality is why he's so good. So you can't really coach that out of him because um, he plays 100 miles per hour at all times. But, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's like maybe he'll just get some injury luck for a change. He's been good again so far this year. I know it's only been six, seven games. But if he can stay healthy, you're not wrong. He's one of the best players in baseball. Uh, let's, His problem has been staying healthy. It, it is, and uh, and he's off to a great start, as Trent mentioned. Yeah. Let, let's uh, finish up with the Vikings. Uh, they draft 12th overall. It seems to me that this is a uh, a team that's going to take a cornerback. If Kyle Hamilton slides, and maybe he will, the safety from Notre Dame, maybe they move in there. But I, I think they're set offensively. Irv Smith's going to come back at tight end. Uh, lost him for most of the year last year. But if they can get a corner, Gardner from Cincinnati probably gone. But if Stingley drops to 12, I think you run to the podium uh, and, and make your selection. What do you think that the Vikings are going to do uh, when the draft rolls around, opening the, uh, the first round two weeks from tonight? Yeah, I think you're right. I think they're going to do everything in their power to get a cornerback. Um, and, and if Kyle Hamilton is there at 12, I think you run even faster the podium right. to take him. I know his I know his forty time is you know freaking people out, but that dude is special. That yeah. dude pops off the screen when you watch him. Um, watch like a handful of Notre Dame games, and he was obviously the best player on the field. But I think he'll be gone. Um, Stingley, I think he has a chance to be there. And, and this is a guy I know he he dealt with injuries his final two years of college, but he was maybe like the best 
freshman cornerback of all time. He, like, he was yeah. so so yeah. good when when that freshman year um, at LSU and and injuries kind of caught up to him in his in his sophomore and junior campaign. But you know he, he's a guy who's he's special, and if he's there, I think they're going to run, like you said, run to, to make that pick. Uh, if he's not. I think Sauce Gardner's gone. Trent McDuffie will be there, a guy from Washington. Andrew Booth, a guy from Clemson. I think you're going to see the, the, the Vikings target a cornerback in some capacity. It's far and away their biggest weakness right now, um, and they need to address it. Finally, uh, we'll finish up with something a little personal. Dane, you went to school at the University of Minnesota, but you're Hawaiian. I got to take a family trip out to Hawaii this uh, past summer. What in God's name are you doing still in Minneapolis <laughs> after being there? Boy, I was just there for a week. I can't believe it. You're on the hockey beat. I know there's no hockey teams in Honolulu or anything, but but boy, what's kept you in Minnesota? I get that one a lot. I don't know. I I did. I fell in love with Minnesota like ten years ago when I moved here for college. And man, the winters are terrible. I wish I could. I wish I could snowbird in Hawaii, but it doesn't really work on a journalism salary. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. But I uh, love to get back there. I'm glad you were out there. Um, but I'm here to stay. I love I love the Twin Cities. I'm not going anywhere. Good stuff. And uh, we will uh, uh, continue to reach out to mm-hmm. you as uh, you're a great asset to our uh, guest list. Thank you, Dane Muzatani. Appreciate what you're doing at St. Paul Pioneer Press. Thanks for coming on, Dane. We'll talk to you uh, during the playoff run, if that's all right, for the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds good, guys. Good to talk to you. Take care. Good, uh, Dane Mazzatani as we talk little Minnesota sports with those four teams all making uh, headlines in their own way. I saw this question posed a while back. Who's the team that breaks the, the Minnesota the, the oh. curse? And we're talking and, and uh, not even winning a championship because getting there. Yeah. Dane's right. If they beat Colorado in the second round, they will get through whoever comes out of the West. Mm-hmm. Um so that would put them in the cup final against the Florida. The Wild are the closest. I think. Now, it's, I think that the T-Wolves can beat Memphis. I do, too. Now, it's going to go probably seven to get there. Right. The Vikings, When? how long is Aaron Rodgers going to play? Because he stands in their way every year. A couple more years. As he stands in your, fans, nah, as your team's way every know year. Know it well. Right? The Twins are the right now on the second level in that division. Mm-hmm. The Tigers' arrow is pointing up. Absolutely. The Royals' arrow is pointing up. Um, the, wild. It's the Wild, I, I think, think so. I think it is. And I think it's pretty significant. Twins aren't winning World Series. No, I don't think so either. Not, Not with that couple rotation. Of years. No. Timberwolves, even as good as it... They can win a series. Mm-hmm. But they're not winning the whole thing. I don't think so. And they're probably not going to be able to get the right guys to get to that mix to ultimately win an NBA championship. Because if you get through them, you get Phoenix in all likelihood. Right, yeah. That's Good luck. <laughs> right. And, and and the Vikings, if they get in, you just, you just need to get in. And I'd like Kirk Cousins. He's not, I don't think he's the problem. And they can run the football and they can catch the football. Here's the thing with Kirk Cousins. He's not the problem. He's also not the no, solution. That's true. That's, that's fair. He that's is fair. fine. Yep. That's fair. I get that at home a lot. I'm fine. I do, yeah. He's You're not fine. an awful husband, but you're not a great husband. You're, you're a fine, fine husband. He's fine. Eleven <laughs> twenty-five. Rob Doster will join us next. We're going to put a big old bow on college basketball. What a year that it was. Boy, it was fun, wasn't it? It was a great year. It really and truly was. We Our were, state was fantastic. We were entertained by all uh-huh. four in-state teams. Yep. We got a lot of high-level moments. We got 
plenty of things to be frustrated and yell about. Absolutely. And that's great for Sports Talk Radio. Indeed it is. We'll be back. Miller and Condon. Emery Songer's on TV with uh, Megan and Channel. They're in the WHO studio. Oh, are they? Turn, turn, turn around. Are they live? or no, is, no, It's no. on tape. No. I thought so. Well, Emery needs a haircut. What do you think of the No, he likes do? those flowing locks. You know what? I kind of do, too. Yeah. It's a good look for him. If I could, I would. That's a good look. Do you ever love long hair? This is my mullet. No. Oh my God! I got a, I had a world class one. Put it up on Twitter. You gotta. You gotta put that on Twitter. You know, my my son's thirtieth birthday's coming up, mm-hmm. and I was going through old pictures of dad and son when yeah. he's a little boy, and um, I found my favorite picture of him and I. But point being is. When we were in Vegas for the Iowa State UNLV game, mm-hmm. there was a picture of him and I taken. And he's, he's my son's 6'4". He's tall, drink of water. Yeah. He's a big dude. Um, so maybe I'll put him side by side. But you got to see the mullet. Oh, it's so pretty. I can't wait. Oh, Billy Ray had nothing on me. Really? Oh, dinger. Uh, Rob Doster next. Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Do you remember the last walk-off homer to win the World Series? It's been a while, but the answer is 1993. Do you know when Wolf Roofing started roofing houses? That's right, 1993. Wolf Roofing has been around for a long time. For your next roofing project, put the experience of Wolf Roofing on your side. Find them on the web at wolfroofing.net or give them a call at 515-225-8866. Or online, Wolf on podcasts you'll love. Global Direct Mail and Marketing is a local design and print shop that'll help you from start to finish. From design to printing and mailing it for you. From wedding invitations to birth announcements. And it's time to be thinking about those graduation announcements. No matter how big or small your project is, Global will work with you from creating a custom design to getting your project inserted into the mail. Global can design, print, and deliver. And Global can help your business grow with custom mailers designed to help you bring new customers through your doors. Located on 121st Street in Urbandale or call Craig at 515-282-3000. 282-3000. It's Global Direct Mail and Market. This is sponsored by Pfizer. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circa Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circa Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit CircaSports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. With the first pick in the 2022 KXNO Mock Draft, Graphite Construction Group selects you. That's right. We're doing it again. Join the Sports Fanatics and Graphite Construction Group as we broadcast live Wednesday, April 27th from Ken's in the lower level of the Iowa Tap Room for an interactive mock draft. Rep your team, make the selection, and announce it live on air. And when you make the pick, I'll be there alongside Graphite's Russ Carew to provide analysis and breakdown. Come join us for a fun afternoon of football talk, drinks and apps, and a chance to win some great door prizes. Wednesday, April 27th at Ken's. Not so secret speakies. Want to build it better with us? Graphite Construction Group is hiring. From carpenters, general laborers, to supers and PMs, we're growing and need to add to our team. Apply online at graphitegrp.com. And we'll see you Wednesday, April 27th for the KXNO Graphite Construction Group Mock Draft. Graphite Construction Group, we build it better. 
back to Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Here's Ken and Trent. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Ten days ago, they crowned the national champion. When we talked to Rob Doster that morning, he wasn't, well, it was the night before I kind of caught up with him. But we promised we'd have him back on to put a bow on it. We gave you ten days to recover from New Orleans, Rob Doster. That had to be enough, right? Or was it? I feel great now. I'm ready to go. I've had my phone on Do Not Disturb for a week. It's been great. <laughs> you know, the tournament was great. I mean, we say it every year, right? But this was, uh, I don't know, maybe the latest is the greatest. I don't know if it was the St. Peter's run that got everybody's attention or the Zags going down and Arizona going down as, as quickly uh, as they did. Kentucky throw them into the boat as well. Had a little bit of everything this tournament, Rob. Yeah, it was, it was about everything that you could ask for from an NCAA tournament, I think. Um, we didn't get a buzzer beater. That's true. That's the only thing that we did not get, but I think everything else, I mean, they were great games. They were great storylines. Uh, we had a 15 seed make it to the Elite Eight. We had a quote unquote sleeper make it to the national title game that happened to be a number eight seed. And oh, by the way, the greatest program in the history of college basketball. We had Coach K versus North Carolina in the final four for Coach K's last game. We had Carolina, Kansas in the national title game. We got to see, uh, the NCAA give um, Bill Self, a uh, a national title trophy while he's facing like 17 different uh, level one violations. And all, it was all around just a fantastic, fantastic turn. Speaking of Kay and Shashevsky, he departs, of course, losing to the rival North Carolina, his last game in Cameron, losing to Carolina. We just saw a famous guy come back from retirement mm-hmm. very quickly in Tom Brady. Is there any glimmer? Is there any talk, any conversation in your college basketball circles that Maybe, just maybe, eh, something might tug at him this summer. There was a little bit. Um, I, I don't think it's going it, to – that's kind of quieted down. But right like during the Final Four and, and right as the, uh, the tournament ended, there was definitely a point in time where that conversation was being had. And, you know, I think Jay Williams mentioned it. Goodman mentioned it on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I, I, I'm, it, yeah, that was a rumor for a while. But I just I, – I have a very difficult time seeing, seeing that happen now. Would he come back and coach another program other than Duke? Maybe. I just think we've gotten to the point where he cannot come back and uh, and and you know boot uh, John Shire out of the seat right. that he's sitting in. Right. I just I think we're too far gone at this point. And he's building a terrific recruiting class yeah. too that's coming in. Well, maybe he goes to Miami like Brady did or tried <laughs> to do, right? Orchestrate take over for Larry Nagin. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah, we, we we shall see. Well, speaking of Miami, they they had a nice run in this tournament. Let's go to Kansas though, who knocked out Miami uh, on their pathway to a national championship. Rob, I I don't know. Uh, maybe I'm jaded. I just don't think that the hammer's going to fall on Kansas. Um, with the with with the level of um, you know punish penalties that that, um, that they're deserved, I think. But I don't think it's going to come anywhere close. Not saying it's going to be a slap on the wrist, but I don't think it's going to be as severe as some may hope or think it's going to be. I, I think it's going to be pretty bad. Um, I I really do think that they're going to end up getting uh, getting smacked around with this. I, I, you look the. We've seen it with some of the other rollings that the NCAA has made um, with what's happened with Oklahoma State and some of these other schools that have, have really gotten hit pretty hard for violations that um, that were uh, relatively minor and maybe could have been argued out, uh, you know, if they had a better lawyer been argued out. Um, so I, I think Kansas is going to get hit hard, but I think this thing is going to get drawn out. You know, I, I really do believe this is going to end up being 
uh, something that plays plays out through what um, maybe even the twenty twenty three, maybe the twenty twenty four. You know, I think that Kansas is going to be willing to spend as much as they need to on uh, lawyers and legal fees to be able to make this um, take as long as possible. Because then they always have the argument like, yeah, well, you're punishing us for something that happened seven years ago. How can you, how can you punish these guys now seven years after the fact? So uh, I, I think I would not be surprised to see this thing just continue to drag out because at the end of the day, the, people, the only people that always win are the lawyers. And I think the lawyers are going to end up winning again in this one. Billable hours, and they're going to have plenty of those as this case continues on. Rob Doster joining us, Field of 68, as we put a cap on the college basketball season. Uh, Looking back in-state, your national viewpoint of what we saw out of Iowa in Iowa State. Hawkeyes win the Big Ten tournament, get knocked out in the first round, and a sweet 16 in year one for Otzelberger. How do you look back at the Hawkeye and Cyclone years? Um, You know, I think that uh, Brand kind of caught lightning in the bottle a little bit with with Keegan Murray. Um, you know, I think we all thought Keegan was going to end up being pretty good. I don't think anybody thought Keegan was going to end up being that good. Right. Um, I, you know, I think that the way that his, that season kind of developed, uh, losing Joe Toussaint, I think is something that is really going to hurt them um, in the transfer portal. And you know, I, I, I struggle to see how they're going to be able to continue this. You know, when you have when you have Luca Garza and Keegan Murray in back to back years, and you can't get out of the the first you know, the tournament, that's that's worrying. That's not not the best, you know. So um, that's something that was a little bit of a red flag. I, I thought TJ did a great job at Iowa State, though. Um, I mean, that team there wasn't really all that much talent on that roster when you look at it. Now they can get some of these dudes back, like Tyrese Hunter if he comes back another year, and the Brockington kid. I, does he have an extra year? Yeah, he's gone. Brockington's gone. Yep. gone. He's gone. Yeah, I can't keep track. The, the whole these guys with extra years and all that. Cal sure can come back. Thing. Okay, Cal should be yep. back. Either way, I think Tyrese Hunter to me is the big one because yep. he's the guy that has a chance to end up being a star. But, um, you know, I, I also think they got a little bit lucky in the way that the, the, the field kind of broke for them, right? They got LSU without their head coach. They got Johnny Davis when he was all banged up. And then they, they, uh, they got beat pretty good by Miami in the, uh, in the Sweet 16. But, I mean, the Sweet 16 is the Sweet 16. The tournament is a tournament. Mm-hmm. That team was supposed to finish 10th. Uh, in in the Big Twelve, and they ended up getting an eleventh seed in the NCAA tournament, which tells you everything you need to know. Indeed, it does. Um, Gonzaga, I will never bet them again, Rob Doster, uh, to win anything. I'll never buy a future ticket. I thought this was going to be their year. They've had good teams in the past, but um, so what is it about them? Has the window closed, and are you of the belief that the Zags, you know, what this team is just uh, with with the regular season that they play? Uh, they're once they get to the tournament, they're up against it as they proved again. No, I mean they've been two of the last five national championship games. So I, I mean you can't you can't overlook that. Two of the last five. Um, I think this year's team was a little bit overrated. You know, mm-hmm. I think that they they didn't have great guard. Play. That's true. They didn't have they didn't have great physicality at the five. We saw them get beat by Duke. We saw them get beat by Texas Tech, and then we kind of got blinded by the fact that they were. Uh, blasting everybody in the WCC, where there were some good teams in the WCC, but a lot of those teams uh, look better than they probably are on the court because of the way the metrics kind of work out and the emphasis that some of those programs put on that. So, um, uh, long long story short, um, I, I no, I, I don't think that uh, Gonzaga is a team that is like always perpetually overrated and needs to prove themselves and this, that, and the third. Like they they have. 
him and the two of the last five national championship games. If Nigel Williams golf doesn't sprain his ankle with six minutes left in 2017, they probably have a national title right now. So uh, I, I'm in on them as a program, but I, I think last year's team kind of got Gonzaga, if that makes sense, right? Like we bought in a little too much for a team that was beating up on everybody in the WCC than we should have. Looking forward to next season. At the top, you got Carolina with the ton back, UCLA with the, the Baycott's ton back. coming back, right? Yeah, he yeah. announced that one yesterday. It looks, looks like, I mean, there's plenty of top end talent. How much of that is NIL? The opportunity for these guys to come back. I saw what Indiana's doing with Trace Jackson Davis and Race Thompson coming back for that front line and all the money that they're going to get from NIL. Just how different does that make the landscape of college basketball and getting these guys to stay around a little bit longer? I mean, I think it's the whole reason why you want to have NIL available in the first place. You know, you're going to be able to uh, – I, I don't think we would have seen Jalen Duran or, um, or or some of those guys like that in the college level if there wasn't a chance for NIL opportunities. I don't think that we would have seen Kofi Coburn come back. We would have seen Hunter Dickinson come back. It just – the opportunity for them to make a little bit of money off of their brand or off of their name or off of sponsorship deals, whatever it is, um, it's going to be enough because at the end of the day, like, College basketball is, is pretty awesome, right, to be a, a big-time college basketball player. Uh, but there's only a limited amount of time that these guys can actually earn money off of their ability, right? So the question is, do you want to go overseas and make 80 k a year playing somewhere where you don't speak the language, where you're on the other side of the world from uh, everyone that you, you know and love? Or do you want to make half that and stay on college campuses and fly private everywhere and play on national television and, and be able to be a god on a college campus. Like, that's a pretty awesome opportunity to do. So uh, I, I think that being able to make a little bit of money, even if it's not as much as you'll make going the professional route, um, is, should be really attractive to a lot of these guys. Mm. Who are some of the teams uh, to, that are worth watching? Kentucky apparently has got it. The Chibway's coming back. I know there's a lot of love for Arkansas out there. Uh, who are you keeping your eye on? Arkansas is the one that's going to be fascinating to me. They had a great freshman class coming in. Um, I, I hope they get Jalen Williams back because I think he just elevates everything that they do defensively. Um, we'll see. I don't know if Jalen Williams is necessarily a great NBA player, but he kind of reminds me of like a, a Xavier Tillman kind of a guy where he just he's going to do a job and he's going to do a job really well. Um, but I, you know, I think Duke the, the most fascinating team to me is going to end up being Duke. Just because it's going to be John Shire's first year, how does it end up going? Can he implement a system? How do these freshmen acclimate? How much of a presence is coaching are going to have? Uh, I mean, that, that to me, that's going to be the most fascinating storyline. Um, and then, of course, you know, we got North Carolina bringing. I think they're going to end up bringing a lot of these pieces mm-hmm. back. I would expect R.J. Davis comes back. Armando Baycott has already said he's coming back, so we'll see what ends up happening with North Carolina too. Next year, there's no Final Four in New Orleans. It'll be Houston. Probably not the same on your liver, but I got something for you. <laughs> Des Moines is hosting first and second round next year. You are now your own boss. Can we get you to Des Moines next year for the first <laughs> and second round? Hey, maybe. You know, Bet Rivers is uh, they're they're a big fan of the state of Iowa. Yeah, uh-huh. make that happen. Absolutely, let's make it happen, Dawson. Indeed. So, hey, Rob, listen, uh, thank you for doing this all season long for us. We appreciate it. Already look forward to next year. It's a fun conversation with you on Mondays, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for uh, being so generous with your time to the listeners here in Des Moines. Thank you, Rob Doster. Always a pleasure, guys. Good to talk to you. Have a great off season, Rob Doster. Field is sixty eight. That's right. It's it's back, baby. March sixteenth and eighteenth. How about that? We'll get Thursday, Saturday. Mm. 
Then you get the Friday where you can go watch all the games. And it's St. Patrick's Day oh, on, this, on that Friday. Uh, oh, this is perfect. 70 degrees. Oh, yes. yes. Sunshine. Talk no to me. Wind. Here we go. Is it just me or is this, the, is this the windiest spring you can ever recall? It's been brutal. It's unbelievable. Every single day and night. I don't like it. Can't do anything about it. No. 11.45. Trent's play of the day. Coming we can do something a, about that. Yeah, one and two. One and two yesterday. Baseball. Finally got tied up yesterday with Houston. Tied up at one. Goes to extra innings and they give it up again. <laughs> Betting baseball. Who did Houston play yesterday? I don't even remember. The D-backs. Snakes got him. The snakes got him. Good for my over 67 and a half yeah, ticket. I jumped on that with you also. You? We got a couple that are very similar. I'm listening to you more and more on those futures. You're pretty good in that market. Uh, we will take a timeout. Trends play of the day. Circus Sports sponsors it. It's next. It's Des Moines Sports Station 106.3. VA playoffs mean next level basketball. Last night, did you watch <laughs> last night? Get ready for all the action by betting the play-in tournament. And with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, new customers bet $5 on any team to win, and you get $150 in free bets instantly. You clinch no matter what. All of us DraftKings Sportsbook customers, returning customers, can also bet on the NBA hoops with same-game parlays. There you can buy multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. Plus, for each day in the play-in, get a risk-free bet up to $10. If your same-game parlay doesn't hit, we got two of those games tomorrow night. DraftKings, the uh, download it, the uh, sportsbook app now, and use the promo code KXNO. Bet just $5 on any NBA team to win their game. The play-in game, you get $150 instantly. That's promo code KXNO at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. You must be 21 or older. Iowa only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. Minimum is a $5 deposit. See DraftKings dot com slash sportsbook for details or if you have a gambling problem call Des Moines homeowners have two questions. What's the best time to rent out my home? And what's the best way to do it? The best time is when you're moving, relocating, combining households, inheriting a house, or you just don't want to pay a mortgage anymore. The best way to rent? Hire Renner's Warehouse. Whether you have one home or a property portfolio, Renner's Warehouse does the work so you don't have to. They perfectly price your property so you don't have to. They find great tenants in just 17 days on average so you don't have to. And for a small flat monthly fee, their professional landlords manage your property 24-7 so you don't have to. Collect the rent? You don't have to. Maintenance, inspections, and tax paperwork? You don't have to. There's no upfront fees, no binding contracts, and you can cancel at any time. Find out what your home will rent for by calling 515-528-4429 or go to renterswarehouse.com. That's renterswarehouse.com. Renters Warehouse, Des Moines. You can't buy happiness. Let's ride. Get in on the action with the world's largest sports book. Right at your fingertips. Circus Sports Iowa is where the pros play. Enjoy the highest limits, lowest takeouts, and competitive betting menus. Download, fund, and bet from anywhere in Iowa. Circus Sports Iowa. Sports betting the way it should be. Download your new bookie today. Visit circusports.com. Must be over 21 and present in Iowa to bet. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-BETS-OFF. It's time for Trent's Pick of the Day. Brought to you by Circus Sports Iowa. Here's Ken and Trent. All right, welcome back. Final couple of minutes. Des Moines Sports Station 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. 
So I just Googled Ray Meliazzi. Yeah. There's such a guy. It's a real person? It's a real person. He's been uh, on our airwaves a lot. He has been. And you holler at him during the break. Uh, but he's a real guy. He's, he's, uh, he hosts a car show with his brother, Tom Meliazzi. Aha. Uh-huh. Anyways. eBay Motors. Is that what it is, eBay Motors? Yeah. I spawn. Are they local? No, I don't think so. It's a national one, yeah. All right, Circus Sports sponsors your play of the day, Trent Condon. You were one and two yesterday. Day cool. baseball today. By the way, uh, Brewers open up their home schedule against the Cardinals. Wainwright, Woodruff, four fourteen first pitch. Perfect. That is a good one. In fact, that is one that is close to the dock. It didn't make the final cut. We got five or four things we're playing today, at least for our purposes. I'm playing hockey. Okay, who do you like? Mizutani, talking to him. Mm-hmm. Dover under. For the, the wild game? The wild game tonight. In Dallas, right? Six and a half is what it normally is for hockey. Five and a half, six and a half, yeah. Six here. I'm taking the over. Okay. I'm taking the over in that one. So give me over six in the wild stars tonight Wild's in Dallas. Wild's getting great goaltending. That they are. They're scoring two. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to get some goals in that one. Then we go to baseball. We got one long shot. Dodgers coming off the epic mm-hmm. performance from Kershaw. Cincinnati, they got the long trip back home mm-hmm. after playing a game in Minnesota, being in the freezing temperature, and I get the Reds at plus 255. There's more value play. These huge odds over the course of a baseball season. Is this season. opening day at Dodger Stadium? It is. Yeah. I believe. Yeah, well, they were, I don't know either. But it yeah, is, they started in Colorado last week. That's where it was. Colorado yeah. to Minnesota, now home. Yep. And back home, and it'll be a night one tonight. I'm jumping on Cincinnati, though. I'm going to grab the grab the big number here, plus 250 with the Reds. Finish up with the total. We're going to take the over in Detroit-Kansas City pitching matchup. Keller on one side and Mize on the other for Detroit. I think we'll see some runs in that one. And going to play the Angels tonight. Otani on the mound, just yeah. minus 140. Like the price there more than anything. So we got the Angels over in the Tigers-Royals, the Reds long shot, and over in the Wild Stars. Uh, Otani's... They're on the road, you said, right? Uh, they're at Texas, yeah. So the game will start early? Well, central time. Yeah. yeah, good. All right, good stuff. No basketball tonight. Nope. There are your plays of the day. One hockey, three baseball. Look at you expanding your betting That's menu. That's what you got to do. Basketball's wrapped up. College basketball, my favorite sport to bet. So, Did you think, if you were to, and you do document your plays, right? Uh-huh. That, what's that app called? It's the Action Network. Action Network? Yeah. So all the college basketball that you played... Mm-hmm. Were you ahead of the game? Oh, that's a good question. I can, I would have to go in and just do this season because it keeps overall standings. I would look. I can see, like, let's see, college. There it is, NCAA basketball. And again, this is all time. I'd have to do a different spreadsheet. All time to get going it. back to how far ago? I think I started doing this like three, four years ago. Okay, I am one thousand four hundred forty-nine wins. You play so much. One thousand two hundred five losses. Thirty-five pushes. 55%. You're on the plus side. You're That's making re- money. Return of investment of 6.52%. Documented. Documented. And you bet 2,500 games? A little bit more. A little bit more. Almost 2,700. Yeah. All right. 1-800-BETS-OFF sponsors this portion <laughs> of the program. We are out of time. Uh, but the there's more local programming still to come. In fact, an hour and five minutes from now, Murph and Andy will slide in. The Fanatics get here at 3. And then at 6 o'clock tonight, it's Barnstormer Weekly from the Mac Shack. Our guy, Joe Stacy. 
Uh, we'll be anchoring that every Thursday night at 6 right here on KXNO. We're Miller and Condon. You can hear Trent and I weekdays from 10 until noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO.